This is Keep Me Free with Myron Mael. You know, I love it when the Lord is involved. There's nothing more beautiful to a believer's life is when the Lord is involved in it. So you can have a declaration of faith in God. And that's fine, and you should. Because see, all humanity was born to worship. All humanity worships something. Whether you believe in God or not, you worship something. You worship yourself. You worship your logic. You worship your abilities. You worship your talent. You worship your children. You worship a nation. You pledge allegiance to an honor, to a flag. Every human being worships something. Every human being gives their heart to something. Even the atheist gives his heart to atheism. He gives his passion to it. He's a passionate about his unbelief in God. You can't stray him from it. That's a faith. See, I, I begin to understand something and, and, and realize something. See, when God is a part of your life, see, you're going to have these, what's called, I call them Isaac, these Abraham moments. See, Abraham had a moment. See, it was in, it was in Abraham and Sarah's heart to have a child all of their life. See. It was not just something that, that God put into their heart, even though he put it into their heart to have the proper child. But it was already stirring in their spirit. And I'm sure as they got older, this idea never left them. But as time crept upon them, they didn't see it was possible. But see, when God chooses someone, when God chooses a man, when God chooses a woman, nothing is impossible. See, it says many are called, but few are chosen. See, when many are called, but when something and someone is chosen, then God goes out and gets it. See, Paul was chosen. Paul wasn't thinking about becoming a, a, a a disciple of Christ. Matter of fact, the, the, the opposite was on his mind. The destruction of the church was on his mind, but God chose him. See, So Abraham was chosen. God went out and got Abraham and introduced himself to Abraham. And not only did he introduce himself to Abraham, but he promised Abraham something. He promised Abraham a child in his old age, something that was impossible because God chose him. See, when God chooses you, nothing is impossible. God appeared to Abraham and said, Abraham, I'm going to give you a child. I'm introducing myself to you, Abraham. And Abraham said, 
Sarah. Shot in my old age. Should this happen to me in my old age? See, Abraham believed God. That's why he built an altar and sacrificed because he believed what God said to him. God introduced himself to him. And that child was born. That child was reared. And you know, that child was the promised possession of Abraham and Sarah. Sarah, his mother, doted over Isaac. He was a favorite child, but you see, Ishmael came first. Time had lingered, languished a little bit, and Sarah hadn't got that baby bump yet. So she said to one of her handmaidens, go in there and sleep with my husband. God has tarried too long and I'm anxious. Maybe perhaps this is what God is talking about. See, you got to renew what God says to you. You got to keep it fresh in your mind. He said, Sarah shall have a child. Sarah got a little, little anxious to get the baby bump so she could show it off. So she took a, 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 a turn. She had her handmaiden go into Abraham and Abraham slept with her. Abraham had to keep renewing that thing in his heart also, but he still believed God, that God would give him a child. See, sometimes you got to wait on God, see. We don't wait on God. And you try to do it in your own strength, see. That child born from the handmaiden was out of Abraham and Sarah's strength, see. See, when God does something, it's out of his strength. But that's another story. We're going to keep on the path of Isaac. Isaac is born. Isaac is a favorite child. He's doted over by his mother. He's, he's admired and, and, and loved by his father because he's the promised child. And one day, God says, Abraham, get up. Take that child. Because see, child sacrifice was a thing. It wasn't unusual. All the other gods of the world sacrificed their children. As the, the people that followed them to sacrifice their children to them as devotion. So child sacrifice was nothing new. It was not unusual for, for a man and a woman, a woman to throw her child in the fire. As a way of gaining prosperity, health. And whatever else an individual wanted, you sacrificed your child. Because that was the most precious thing that a human being could do. So God knocks on Abraham's mind and says, Abraham, get up. Take that child. 
Take them out to an appointed place. And I want you to sacrifice them to me. But see, in God's, in Abraham's mind, he's thinking that if, if even if God wants me to sacrifice this child, then perhaps he'll raise him from the dead, see? So he takes it. Isaac, don't worry, I'm the 18-minute preacher. I'm pushing up on it. So he takes that child to the appointed place. And Isaac says, where is the sacrifice? Abraham says, God will provide. Even as Abraham is binding Isaac and placing him on the altar, Isaac is not resisting because he's believing his father. See, that's how important a father is to a child. He didn't have to chase Isaac around. Isaac willingly was willing to be sacrificed. That's a kind of Christ spirit, see. And just as Abraham is raising the knife to plunge it into Isaac, God says, no, don't touch the child. See, now I know that you love me more than that child. You love me more than that dream. You love me more than that desire. You love me more than the things of the world. You love me. See, you got to love God more than you love the things of the world. Even the things that God has given you, you got to love God. You got to love the Father more. You got to love the Lord Jesus Christ more. Than anything in this world. He has to be your most prized possession. He says, now I know that you love me more than these things, more than this son, more than anything in the world. Don't touch the child. Because it was never in God's heart for Abraham to sacrifice Isaac. See, God will ask you to give up things, see. He will ask you to give up things. So you got to count the cost to follow Christ. Christ says, count the cost. If you're going out to do battle with someone that has more individuals than you, you're going out to do battle, you need to count the cost. If you're going to build a tower, can't you, won't you sit down first and figure out if you can finish the job unless, you, unless you'll be a laughing stock. See, we come to God oftentimes. We come to the Lord Jesus Christ, but we don't count the cost to follow him. So when the cost is time to pay some of the cost, we don't, we know where to be found. When we have to give up some things in our life, we know where to be found, see. See, every time God wants to take you from glory to glory, it's going to cost you something. God will reveal the things in your heart that he wants you to give up. Sometimes you got to give up drinking and smoking like you do. Sometimes you have to give up gambling like you do. Sometimes you have to give up that, that wandering eye 
Sometimes you have to give up, not sometimes, but all the time. Because see, if you want to keep going forward with God, you're going to have to let go of the world. You have to include God in everything you do, see. It says, if you make me my your priority, I'll make your way successful. Everything you do, God's hand should be upon it. Everything you do, God's will should be in it. Everything you desire, God should have a sign on to the cause. You see, when God signs on to your cause, he does not take it away from you. Mary was, was, was serving in the kitchen, trying to feed all of these disciples, feed all these people. You know, Jesus had a lot of guests always over at the house. Mary working, Martha, Martha working on tail off. Martha's working. I'll get the person right. It was Martha was working, working. Well, she said, Lord, don't you, I'm working. Have Mary help me. He said, Martha, Martha. Notice what he said to Martha. He said, Martha, Martha, you are worried about many things. Mary has chosen the greater. What he's saying is Mary chose not to worry and put her trust in me. Martha, put your trust in me. And see, you can get somebody to help you, Martha. You can get, it may not be this individual. It may be someone else that's going to help you, Martha. But your worry spirit, you got to put it down. Martha, you got to put down the worried spirit, Martha. You can't worry about every detail of everything, Martha. You can't try to please everybody all the time, Martha. You can't work your fingers to the bone, Martha. Think you can make everybody happy, Martha. Make the Lord Jesus Christ happy in your life. Make him settled in your spirit. Make him comfortable in your dwelling. He'll show, show you the way, point the way for you to get things done, see. The Lord has to show the way for you to get things done in your life, see. You're going to have Abraham moments. And it may not be just one. It may be several in your life because as you keep developing and growing in Christ, he's going to reveal things to your life, reveal things to yourself, reveal things to you, and you'll find that he's worthy. He's worthy of giving up the things. And I know this is a hard one because many of us have dreams and desires. Me and us have hopes and dreams, but some of those hopes and dreams and desire come out of insecurities, come out of brokenheartedness. And sometimes we follow dreams, we follow situations, we follow people, we follow practices because we are broken, because our hearts are broken. And we think that thing itself is going to bring a fulfillment to our lives, but it falls short because it was birthed in iniquity. See, I've been wanting to be many things in my life and I look back on those things and I realize they were birthed out of iniquity, a brokenheartedness. I wanted to be an actor because I wanted people to admire me. I wanted people to applaud me. I wanted instant gratification. 
because it was something that I didn't receive. I didn't get enough attention as a child. Don't worry. It's okay. God understands. And these are sometimes hard messages to digest in our spirit. But we have to make sure that we're following after Christ. And he'll give you desires of your heart. You have to make sure you're following Christ. He'll give you the desires of your heart. He's not trying to take away the desires of your heart when they're rooted in him. He'll direct your path. Because see, we have to trust to know that he will know what makes you He knows what makes you happy. He created you. He will know and he knows what will make you happy for eternity in him. Satisfied, your spirit satisfied, your soul satisfied with your relationship to him. There's nothing lacking in it. You're growing up in him. You're sitting down. So you got to sit down in Jesus Christ. You already sat, sit it down spiritually, but your soul got to understand its position of being seated in Christ. So your spirit can grow up and be mature. So your spirit can grow up and direct your life. So your spirit can stand up. So Abraham's spirit had to stand up and say, he's worthy. God is worthy. My God is worthy. And I trust him with my very desires of life.